So this morning I was, I was walking into the church and I saw uh, Vusi and I told myself, Amo, that's how you should dress as a pastor. Can you, can you choose my wardrobe next time? Vusi. Vusi, I'm going to call you up at the end of the sermon, just so you know. You're going to come and sing something. Great. <laughs> okay, but we... Uh, is it fine if I continue in English because there's some of their friends over here that um, we just want to do it, welcome them, them also into, into our family and what we are doing because we're one family. It's God's, it's God's kingdom. So I want you to open your Bibles, go to Luke 11. We're going to read, read through um, Luke 11. We're talking about prayer. But before you go there, I want to share with you probably the saddest verse in the, in the Bible. It's Ezekiel 22 verse 30. I looked for someone among them who would build up the hall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. Saddest verse in the Bible. God's saying that he is committed to the law of human agency. In other words, he wants to use us to change the world. Every night when I go to my, to my children's bed, I pray the same prayer. Because I know it is our responsibility as humans to change the world. Yes, with the power of God in us, but we have that responsibility. So saddest verse in all of history is this. God's looking for someone, but he, can't, he cannot find anyone. God is looking for someone in your family. God is looking for someone in your school. God is looking for someone in your business. God is looking for someone in George. God is looking for someone in, southern, in the Southern Cape, someone in South Africa, someone in Africa. But will he find someone? And, and the way that, we, that he finds someone is we just... We allow, we put ourselves out there and say, God, we are available. And that is what I love about this church. They are, they, we have an intercessory spirit. We love praying. We love standing in the gap. I'm constantly receiving messages of people saying, hey, I'm, I'm praying and this is what God's saying. This is what God's saying to your family. This is what God's saying to, to this church. This is what God's saying to South George, to South Africa, and even, even beyond. Because we take this serious that God is looking for someone to change, to change the world. So that said, let's see how we can change the world. Anyone keen to change the world? It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not as big as we think it is. It's just allowing us to partner with God, being co-laborers, co-workers with God. So I want us to read through Luke 11, 1 to 13. But what I want you to do is, we're going to make groups again. You're not allowed only to, to, um, to meet up with the people in the same row as you. You need to be, uh, make groups of people with people behind you, in front of you. And, and then one of you is going to read through this. Luke 11, 1 to 13. Kom draai om. Afrikaans. Okay, jammer. Jy draai om, jy maak groepies, en jy lees. Lukas... But the, the teaching continues. 
We like the Our Father because there's a song about it. We can remember it, but the teaching continues. So I'm going to read from verse 5, and then I'm going to teach from there. It says, Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. So here again, the bread thing. A friend of mine, we all have those friends, especially if you live on George, on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me, the door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though we will not get up, and, and even though he will not get up and give you bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So, to paint the scenario is, you, Jesus is talking to you, and you have a friend. And that friend comes to you, and he is traveling through your city, and he wants something to eat. But you, you don't have any food. So then you go to someone else, because you know that somebody else has food. And that's standing in the gap. That is intercession. So I'm going to highlight like four scenarios that we often find ourselves in, or especially in, in church, four kind of people in church, four kind of Christians in church. The one is, it's a Christian that is unfamiliar with the power of God. As a Christian that unbekend is met die kracht van God. So this friend comes to you and he says, I'm hungry, I have a need. And you go, sorry, I don't have food. That's the one scenario. A lot of us are in this position. Like, I can't supply your needs. And it's not only talking about physical bread. It's talking about, I need a breakthrough. I need someone to help me. I need a breakthrough from God. And then you're like, sorry, I can't help you. That's the one kind of Christian. The second kind of Christian is a Christian that's familiar with the power of prayer. In other words, somewhere down the line in Sunday school, somebody taught you, if somebody asks you something that you cannot give them, you must pray. You must say, God, I cannot help Henry with this relational problem. I cannot help Francois in his practice. So I pray. And what do you do? You say, you, this friend comes to you, he says, I'm hungry. And then you, you say, and then, and then you go, okay, I know, I know where to get food and you go and knock at this friend's door and then this friend he he screams from his bed he says sorry Amor I'm sleeping I'm not gonna attend to your need right now and all you do all you go is like okay sorry and you go back to your friend and he tell you hey um it must work but it doesn't because I gotta know a lot of us fall in that category. We're like, we know there's a supply at God, but the moment we don't get the answer that we want in the first request, with the first request, we go back to our friend or to the world or to our children and say, no, sorry, God saying no, or I don't know how this thing works. Or worse, you get offended. Because seemingly God said no. But then, we must go back to the teaching. What did God say? 
It is that, number four, a Christian that knows the power of God, but also has shameless audacity. So, it's a mooi good feeling you have to Ek is honger. Ek het niks kost nie, maar ek weet waarom te kry. Volgende een. Nee, sorry, nou is ons by, by deel. Sorry, cheers. Ek het ons volgende een. My vriend is honger, ek slaap, dis middernacht. Jy ken my, ek gaan anhou klop, Oké, okay, oké, okay, ek sal vir jou oopmaak. So you, you can put yourself into any of these categories. Like, are you the guy that somebody comes to you and he comes with a need, but then you don't have supplies for this specific need, and you say, sorry, go away. Or you can be the person who knows where to get this need, and you, but you don't have the audacity, the shameless audacity to actually go and ask for it over and over and over and over again. And that is, that is intercession. Is all we can go, no, God to, to Anna Marie or Ronel or somebody else prays, they answer their prayers, but not mine. But what Jesus is teaching us, he says, it's the simple act of persistence. The shameless audacity, and that's what the NIV actually says. And because of his shameless audacity, not because he's his friend, not because he loves you, but because of your shameless audacity to keep on asking, I will give that to you. So let's read that piece again. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend, so you have a friend. All of us have friends. All of us have these friends. And you go to him at midnight and say, sorry, this is, this is actually referring to the friend who's going to supply. Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So if we want to change the world, we cannot only believe in the power of God, we also need to get into this place where we are willing with a shameless audacity to ask for it from God. Let's go back to this text in Ezekiel. What does it say? Ezekiel 22 verse, verse 30. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. So God is looking for, there is a need and there is a supply. There is a need. All of you have friends that they have needs. And there is a supply. 
But this friend of yours, he doesn't know that there is a supplier. He doesn't know that. But he knows you. And that's where responsibility comes in. For all of us are intercessors. All of us are standing between the living, the living and the dead. And we can say, you know what? I don't have this. I don't have what it takes. I don't have a supply to your specific need. But what I have is I know the source and I know how to get stuff from the source. I know how to get bread, my daily bread, but I also know how to get daily bread for other people. So if you want a prayer, prayer that's always, God's always wanting to answer, He's always willing to answer, is this prayer, the prayer of intercession, where somebody has a need and you stand in the gap and he's looking because he's looking for people like you and you're like, I'm going to stand in the gap for these friends. I think one of the things, the only regret that I have in life is that I did not realize this position of intercession between the world and God, especially when I was in high school. Like there were so many of my friends. I was a Christian. I knew I'm going to go to Jesus. I knew that, that I, can, I can hear his voice. I know that where I was going. But there's so many of those friends that I wished I reached with the gospel. But I didn't understand that I had the responsibility. That God was looking for someone that would stand between them and himself and would actually take the shameless audacity to come and knock on heaven's door and say, Here, I need this friend to get saved. I need this friend to meet with Jesus. I need you to encounter this friend. So this is how we change the world. We take that position that we have already in Christ. As Christ is the mediator, so we are the mediators in Christ. Not on your own. And we take up that position and we say, hey, there's a need, I'll bring you, whether it's physically, whether you take that person into your prayer closet and you pray and you knock on heaven's door, or whether it's like that person doesn't even understand how prayer works, he doesn't believe God, he hates God, and you bring him into the throne room with your prayers and your supplication, and then God answers, and then you have a supply to the need. That is what we are called do and it's the most exciting thing ever like oh you have a need I gotta supply it sorry I don't have this but I know who has this and then if we carry on it says so I say to you ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receive the one who seeks finds and to one who knocks the door will be opened which of you fathers if your son asks for a fish will give him a snake instead or if he asks for an egg will give him a scorpion if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask him so this is but all of us must understand that we don't, we don't have. We don't have. But we are the connection between the person that needs and the God who has. 
everything. And then if we take it further, we see that the first thing that we must ask for is, is the Holy Spirit. He says, so you find yourself in this position where you do not have, because you haven't asked for the Holy Spirit that supplies all the needs that we need, especially emotional, physical, or sorry, uh, spiritual needs, and because we have the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Spirit, we can supply. There's a supply. And sometimes you, Kevin comes to me and says, Hey, Amu, I have this need for physical healing. You don't have to go and pray for a thousand hours before you get. You already received it through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes there's something new and you're like, Man, I don't have, I don't have faith for this. I need to go to the supplier. And you go knock with Kevin until you get it. But we cannot as Christians stay in this position of, well, I've knocked once, I, I didn't get it. God doesn't, no, God doesn't answer prayers. He answers prayers for a headache. He answers prayers for for somebody to, for other people, when other people pray, it doesn't answer my prayer. That's a lie, and you're believing a lie. So we need to get in that place of shameless audacity and to keep on asking. The Yerah say, because he knows if we show that, if, we, if that is revealed in our life, that shameless audacity, that nagging of, of, of what we know he has, it shows that he can be trusted. If, my, if, if Nicholas comes to me and he says he wants a fishing rod, he asks for the first time, I'm like, okay, great, maybe he wants a fishing rod. If he comes to me the second time, Great, I will know that he, know he would love a fishing rod. Maybe I'll consider buying him a fishing rod. If he keeps on nagging me for the whole, for two months, every day he wants a fishing rod, I not only know that he wants a fishing rod, I know that if I supply the fishing rod, that he will actually use it. Because he understands that, because nagging is often just the outflow from, you really wanting this. Do you really want this? Do you really want the world to get saved? Do you really want that friend of yours to get healed of cancer? Do you really want that? Amen. Okay, so say Ekes and Nagar. In a good way. Okay, but I so I want, to call, I want to call Luke forward. And um, so he started a, a campaign for the evening service. It's called Each One, Each One, Reach One. And the idea is this, that the people coming to the evening service will take this seriously, is that we stand between the living and the dead. And that we, we don't have the supplies, but we know where to get the supplies. And for them, it's just... It's an easy exercise of bringing somebody to church. So I want, um, Luke's quickly going to come and share, and we're going to look at a video that they've they made for this, about why, why, we love, why we love church. And the, the thing that they've asked 
the people to do in the evening service to bring somebody to the church. So that's tonight. So we're going to stand after this. We're going to stand in the gap and we're going to trust that God connects the need and the supply. And that they will know it's not through the church, it's not through Luke, it's not through Armour, but it's directly to have an encounter with God. Amen. Amen. So I just want to, I want to quote this, Luke, refer to it, uh, Luke 10, verse 1. It says, after this Lord, uh, um, sorry, verse 2, he told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So this is what, we often quote that part. Now listen to the next, very next phrase. It says, go. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. So what, what I think God is, Jesus is saying, he says, there's a need. There's a need. The harvest is ready. You have friends that is asking, they're asking for bread. They're asking for you to help them. And we must pray that the Lord of the harvest send out laborers. But then he actually tricks us. He's like, okay, great. If you pray, in other words, if you go and knock at the door of the supplier, which is him, then you'll actually have the supplies and then you must go. All of us are called to this ministry of intercession, this ministry of standing in the gap. So what I want you to do is turn to person next to you and we're going to pray for the evening service that's happening tonight if you can just throw up the program there so tonight's identity then they have a big group sorry it's very small then encounter one encounter two next weekend friday and saturday that's part of their program and then sunday we're going to do a big encounter god who is jesus the holy spirit and then a big group, and then a Sunday service, encountering community, and in the end, encountering purpose. So we believe that if people, if they come to church tonight, and they go through all of this, they will be changed. Their supplies will be full. It's more than three loaves of bread. This is a, this is a truck load full of Sasko. Okay, so take somebody next to you, and let's pray.